0: And uh, this weekend hasn't been a very good weekend for me. It's been, started out bad. This wasn't going to start about Friday night, about uh, 6 o'clock. UNC was playing Auburn, and well, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Auburn, lot, Auburn won, beat UNC bad. But then it just got worse, because then there was that game on after that. And, and that other team won. Duke one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Now, now well, this, see, that proves my point. Now, I don't really know what a Tar Heel is, but from what I could tell, a Tar Heel is like a, it's just an American working class person. You know, they, they, in, back in early America, they would go to work in the summertime without shoes, and they would get tar on their heels, because they were working, so they'd be called Tar Heels. And what's the mascot of the other team? It's a goat. They're blue devils. Who, what, what good Christian person would like someone with a mascot called a blue devil? <laughs> well, I guess Stan comes in back now, so he's, <laughs> so he's uh, back. So I want to start today with asking a few questions. So how many of you right now, if I asked, would say someone owes you an apology? couple over here. How many of you mad at someone for something that happened a long, long time ago? A few more hands. <laughs> How many of you feel like you've been wronged and that you deserve, you're owed an apology from somebody? Somebody needs to ask you, for, ask you to forgive them. Good answer. <laughs> How many of you need to ask someone for forgiveness? You've done something and you need to ask them for forgiveness. How many times did you ask someone for forgiveness? Many, many, many. How many of us haven't forgave someone after they've asked for forgiveness? We're still holding on to that. We won't forgive them. Maybe somebody did something to us that is just unforgivable. It's so awful, it's so bad that we just there's no way I can forgive this person. Wants to think about these questions when I, uh, when we think about this really the really big question of the day is, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? Uh-huh. <laughs> Might be the answer, Billy. I don't know. So, as I as I continue <laughs> here, I want someone. If somebody comes to your mind, kind of pops to your head, think about think about that person as we as we talk today about this stuff. So I want to read today's passage. It's out of Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 35. The Bible's in front of you. It's page 989, if you want to turn to that. It starts with, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Now isn't this classic Peter? I'm kind of wondering, okay, Peter, which one of these 11 is, is making you mad? Which one of these 11 do you need to keep forgiven? Because, you know, and of the day, three times was kind of the standard of you forgive someone three times and then you can be done. So he thinks, oh, I'll say seven. I should be, Jesus will be impressed with that. Well, this is Jesus' response. It says, Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servant. As he began the settlement a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 silver coins. I read when he found, sounds to me like he didn't just go out and kind of bump into this guy. He remembered, oh, this guy owes me some money. I'm going to go find him and get my money from him. So this servant, he grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray that um, today as we, as we speak about forgiveness, Lord, that uh, you just open our hearts to that. And, and if there's somebody that we need to forgive, or we even need to ask for forgiveness, Lord, I just pray that um, we just do that today and that uh, you just speak to us. In your name we pray, amen. amen. Now, forgiveness isn't an easy thing to talk about. It's, it's, not, it's not a fun thing. Now, last week, Stan talked about love. I kind of think I get to be the bad cop, and I get to talk about all these bad things, and he gets to be the good cop talking about all these, these pleasant things like love and unicorns and puppies and rainbows <laughs> and love. Well, I have to, I'll, I'll fess up. I'll fess up. He, he did give me a choice of things to talk about, and I, I actually picked this one. Why I picked it is because I don't like forgiveness. I don't like doing it. So that's something I'm good at. It's not easy for me you could my wife will be her second service you can ask her she'll say oh yeah he holds a grudge he's he he doesn't like to forgive he's and it's it's just it's not hard so I like to like to build up this wall around me kind of build up keep everybody out and kind of isolate myself in that and the funny thing is is that sometimes I feel like I'm safer in there like I can hold on to that unforgiveness and it's almost safer in there now forgiving someone's kind of scary because, well, what if they do it again? What if whatever was done to me is done again? They'll hurt me again. So I built this wall. That's why I have that wall. What if they don't even ask me for forgiveness? They just do it, and they don't even realize it, and it, it hurts. Then I, how many times do I have to forgive them? Do I have to do it again and again? You know, Jesus gave us that answer or, and said to Peter, it's not three times it's not seven times it's an endless amount of times so sorry Peter sorry Jared I got to keep forgiving people I got to keep forgiving that now the word forgiveness is used around 135 times or a derivative of that in the Bible so that's tends to tell me that's something we probably should pay attention to now as you know I'm a guy that kind of likes definitions so I looked up the definition of forgive in, uh, in just your regular Merriam-Webster dictionary. This is what it says. It says, to cease to feel resentment, which resentment is defined as bitterness, anger at having been treated unfairly. So I cease to feel resentment against an offender. Another second definition is to give up resentment of a claim to requital, which requital is something in return compensation, or retaliation. To grant relief from payment or forget a debt. I think that's what it's saying is I need to let it it go. I can't hold on to that bitterness. I can't hold on to that anger. I can't hold on to that resentment. I can't build this wall around me protecting myself. I need to forgive. If someone's asked me for forgiveness, I need to forgive. I can't hold on to it. I can't hold on to it thinking I expect something in return that they owe me something you owe me I think it means that I need to cancel it it's like the master canceled the debt so I ran across an article from John Hopkins which John Hopkins is a you know one of the best hospitals in the world and it's a doctor it's a psychiatrist that wrote an article about forgiveness and it says forgiveness your health depends on it I'd like to just read a few things from that today. She, she said in the article, it says, studies have found the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels in sleep, reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research points to an increase in forgiveness health connections as you age. So let me put that last sentence in a little bit different context. The older I get, the more unforgiveness affects my health. If I hold on to something that happened to me a long long time ago, it's going to affect me and I'm going to get sicker and sicker and it's going to affect my health. That made me think of how many people remember Grumpy Old Man. That movie. Or Grumpy Old Man. Now I think in that movie these guys were grumpy at each other for decades and decades and you know, one of the better things I remember is the guy catches a fish and he throws it in the back of his car and smells up his fish for fills up his car <laughs> with that fish. But I don't even think these guys remembered why they were mad at each other. They just were unforgiving. They just were just had that in their heart. And uh, if I remember, one of them ends up having a heart attack. One of them had health problems. Article says forgiveness is not just about saying the words. It is an active process in which you make a conscious decision to let go of negative feelings, whether the person deserves it or not. As you release the anger, resentment, and hostility, you begin to feel empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Compassion and sometimes even affection for the person who wronged you. Now, those of us that are married... I know my wife and I, we have fights, we have arguments, and she asked me to forgive each other. But guys, just look at that. It says, sometimes even affection for the person, just think of how much affection we would have for each other if we would just forgive, if we just let it go. It says 62% of American adults say they need, they need more forgiveness in their personal lives. is a pretty big number of people walking around with unforgiveness of some level. Forgiveness is a choice. You are choosing to offer compassion and empathy to a person who wronged you. Take that to mean this author is saying that forgiveness is something that I do. It's an action that I take. I don't have to wait for somebody else to come to me and say, forgive me. I don't have to wait for for what is owed me. It's a condition that I can decide to forgive. It's a condition that I can say, I forgive you, and I can cancel that debt. As I said, this is a psychiatrist. This isn't a pastor. This isn't somebody with a religious organization. I'm assuming this person has no bias, no agenda, other than this is what she is, this is her life, this is what she sees every day, and she just wrote this article about what unforgiveness does to us. Today's passage has a lot to say about forgiveness, and what I, what I took out of this passage was is there's relationships with this. There's different sets of relationships throughout this parable that Jesus talks about. The first relationship is between the master and his servant. Now, rather than just rereading this, I wanted to kind of put this in a little different context and um, um, kind of tell it in a story a little bit different. So we're gonna pretend I'm a ranch hand. I don't know cowboy boots, so I wore retro Jordans today. Um, It's the best I got for a cow. So I got my cow here. I don't even know what that is, so we'll just put that on the thing there. So, um, So let's say I work for the Wilkes Brothers. I don't know if anybody knows who the Wilkes Brothers are, but the Wilkes Brothers are the second leading landowner in the state of Montana. They are probably worth, I think, 7 or $8 billion. They um, uh, they actually have four ranches for sale right now. Some people are hunters in the Little Snowies in the Bull Mountains, some of the probably really good elk hunting that nobody can hunt on. And they only want $43.8 million for it. Only? Only. So... Let's compare that to 10,000 bags of gold. It's probably fairly comparable. I work for them. I think that would be a pretty good example of them being the master. Somehow, I become indebted to them $43.8 million. So those ranches are mine. But I don't own them because I owe the money for it. They decide, you know what? I want all this money. So they're going to call me in, call me into the office, and they say, give me my money. I want my money, and I, 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 I can't pay it. I can't pay it back. And so they, they're going to want to decide that what they're going to do is we're going to sell everything you own. We're even going to sell your wife and your kids and you and everything until we, until we can pay that debt back. So I drop on my knees, and I beg them. I say, no, please, please, please. I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. And for some reason, they say, okay. They cancel the debt. They let me walk free. I didn't deserve that for them to do that. I didn't deserve for them to cancel that debt and say, nope, you don't owe us the $43.8 million anymore. You're free to go. So what if, what if by canceling the debt, they had forgiveness in their heart and they wanted me to change my heart? They wanted to change my heart and maybe have some forgiveness in my heart. Maybe because they, they showed me mercy. Maybe I had a different attitude. Maybe, maybe I would thought I was entitled to forgiveness. Maybe I thought, well, they have so much, and I have so little. They, they don't need that money. Then just forgive it. Maybe I knew the brothers well enough that if I dropped on my knees and I begged for forgiveness, that I knew I could get what I wanted. I would get that. I would get forgiveness from them. I was full of unforgiveness in my heart but I knew how to work it. I knew how to get it. So I, I, I got what I wanted, but I still had unforgiveness in my heart. Which there's another relationship. This is the servant with another servant. So I go out, and like I said when I first read this, I find, like I don't bump into somebody, I, I find this person. I come up here, and I remember Jerry owes me $100, so I grab Jerry by the throat, and I grab him, and I start shaking him, and I say, give me my money, give me my money. I want my money. You owe me a hundred bucks. He doesn't have the money to pay. He falls to his knees and he says, forgive me, please, please, I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. Just give me more time. And I go, I have a choice to make. I can forgive him or I can call the sheriff and have him thrown in jail. But because I have so much unforgiveness in my heart, I call the sheriff. I have him thrown in jail. He can pay the debt back. I refused to cancel the debt. I refused to pay the price for him because I wanted my money. I wanted what was owed me. I was holding on to that bitterness, that anger, the rage, the resentment. Which there's another relationship that happened here. These are other servants that saw this servant, me, interact with Jerry. Now, these other servants, with all this commotion, I'm sure they gathered around and were waiting to see, what's going on here? What's happening? So when they saw this, well, they became scared. Became Well, maybe they owed me some money. A couple of weeks ago, I, I, I brought up the, the, you reap what you sow. Well, I was sowing a lot of unforgiveness, and if these guys owed me money, they probably felt I would probably reap that on them some point I would demand my money out of them and I would have unforgiveness and I would have them thrown in jail. So they went to the master and told the master what happened. So now we're back, but the, it's flip-flopped. Now we have the relationship of the servant and his master. So this, the masters call me in. They say, they want, they call me a wicked, evil servant. Again, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the, thing, the sinful earthly things that are lurking inside of us. And the, those words were used too, the wicked, evil. Those things are. I was full of those. I was full of unforgiveness. I was full of bitterness. I was full of rage. I was full of anger. They said, we forgave you. We canceled your debt. Shouldn't you have done this for your other co-worker? Shouldn't you have done this for the other ranch hand? Brothers turned to me, and they call the sheriff and they throw me in prison until I can pay the debt back. But at $43.8 million, the average salary of a ranch hand in Montana is $1,800. Well, that would take over 2,000 years to pay back. That debt that I owed would never be able to pay back. I would be thrown in prison and tortured and in there for the rest of my life. I could never pay it back. So when I refuse to forgive someone, don't I keep myself stuck in that grudge? I kind of keep myself stuck right where I'm at. Stuck in my anger, stuck in my fear. You know, I said I like to build walls around me. I'm kind of stuck in that prison. Kind of stuck, it's not really a physical prison but it's a mental prison. It's a mental prison that affects everything in my life. You know, I. I, asked you, I said, you can ask my wife about it. She can tell when something's, when I'm, I've got unforgiveness and I need to str- get things straight. It's written all over my face. It's written all over my body. She just knows. She just knows it. So this brings us to the last relationship. It's the relationship of our master and us. Verse 35 says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother it, from your heart. So this is how my heavenly father will treat me. I just was thrown in prison, tortured, buried, like I never, debt I can never pay back. Now, forgiveness isn't easy. It might be one of the hardest things we ever do. It might be one of the hardest things in life to do. It means to me, the forgiving person, which is me, I'm innocent. I may be innocent. I may have done nothing wrong. But I, I'm entitled to something. I'm entitled to what it owes me. Title to retribution, I want my justice. The one who owes me something may have taken something from me, He may have hurt me. He he might be the guilty one, but instead of seeking wrath, the wrath that I probably think I deserve to take on them, I cancel the debt. I forgive and I let the guilty go free. can let my heart be full of unforgiveness live in the mental prison I can live in this prison this mental prison that I live in or I can be forgive and be released from this prison I can cancel the debt owed me and live in the freedom of forgiveness Luke six forty five says the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart for out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Now, can we agree that unforgiveness isn't a good thing to have in our heart? That unforgiveness, is, is, it affects us. The, it, the bad things will come out of our heart. So to, to tell a, a last story here of, um, uh, many of us probably know about World War II. Everybody knows about World War II. There's probably some younger people in here that, you know, um, they don't know what they teach in history class anymore. But um, so World War II is is the U.S. has entered a war. We're in the war in, in the Pacific with Japan. We're in the war in Europe with the Nazis, led by Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler has built many concentration camps around that um, he's trying to exterminate the Jews, also political prisoners and uh, it's estimated that over six million Jewish people were executed yet these gas chambers so in these concentration camps twins were sought out they wanted they wanted twins and there's a famous doctor Dr. Mengele he was a Nazi doctor that uh, just performed these were their his guinea pigs the twins were guinea pigs he would torture one and use the other as a control subject. And then if this one died, he would just kill the other one. He just did whatever he wanted to with these twins. So this story is a story of the Moses twins, Eva and Miriam. Now, Eva and Miriam were young. When they they came to the concentration camp, they had a mom and a dad and a sister and a brother. They had a family. So they put them on a cattle car, took them to Auschwitz. And as soon as they got off the cattle car, A Nazi soldier goes, twins, twins, twins. And the mom is, is, they're scared, and they're thinking, well, maybe that's good. So the mom goes, is that good? They go, oh, very good, very good, very good. Calls other soldiers over. Within 30 minutes or less, Eva and Miriam will never see her family again. They're ripped out of her mother's arms, and they're taken away, and they now become Dr. Mengele's lab rats to do whatever he wants to with them. So this story takes place 50 years later. There's a memorial at Auschwitz for the liberation of Auschwitz for the, the survivors that were there. This author says, after nine months of experiments in captivity, Eva and her sister were liberated from the horrors of Auschwitz by Russian troops. Though free, Eva was held captive by a different kind of prison, one of bitterness and unforgiveness. Now, how many of us are held in this prison? How many of us are full of bitterness and unforgiveness? Those questions that I asked at the beginning, not the how the chicken crossed the road one, but the other ones before that. One's like, how many of us haven't forgave someone? Do we need to forgive someone, but they have done something that is unforgivable? The ones that keep us in this mental prison, like Eva was kept in this prison. So you might ask, what are some of these unforgivable things? You know, it, it was funny when I uh, brought up a few weeks ago when I said, what if I was a Trump supporter and I had to Make America Great Again hat? Got lots of, I got some really interesting looks. Then asked, well, what if I was an Obama p- supporter? Got some interesting looks. So what, if, what are these unforgivable, maybe they're just simple things like our beliefs. What if I was abused? What if I was abused physically, mentally, sexually? Maybe all three. What if someone had an affair? What if my spouse had an affair? What if the, whatever I'm holding on to, whatever I'm stuck in this prison that I think is unforgivable, is has been something so long ago I don't even remember what it is. But I just know I have to hold on to it. I can't forgive that person. The story goes on and says, if anybody asked me, if I was angry with God, I was angry with everything. Of God, the world, and everybody, Eva said. She remained in her invisible cell until the 50th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. While visiting the camp, where so many horrible events shaped her life, Eva made another kind of pledge. She forgave. As I was standing by the ruins of the gas chamber, and these are the gas chambers that probably her family was executed in. Her mom and dad and brothers and sisters died at this very spot. I was remembering all the people I was forgiving. I was forgiving the Nazis. I was forgiving Mengele. I was forgiving the people that did the experiments. I was forgiving everybody because of the fact that I have the power to forgive. Think back to that, what I said, that article. We have a choice. We can do it. This is, this is what he was saying. I have the power to forgive. Dr. Mengele is long dead. These soldiers are long dead. But they'll, she'll never, they'll never come to her and say, please forgive me. But yet, she has the power to say, I forgive. You know, I know lots of us have lots of hurts and lots of things in our hearts. You know, I said abuse of physically, sexually, mentally, this, this woman experienced all of these when she was a young kid. She, the horrors that she went through were bad. They're unimaginable. But yet she forgave. The author says, It gave me an emotional freedom that is so exhilarating, so beneficial to me, that I did not have to deal with who did what to me and why. immediately, I felt that all the pain I was carrying on my little shoulders were lifted from me, that I was free. I was no longer a prisoner from my tragic past. All the weight of her unforgiveness that she was carrying in her heart was lifted. It was gone. She forgave. It was gone. She's quoted as saying, God has a power to forgive, to forgive us and forgive other people, Eva said. Her message is now simple. Forgive even your worst enemies. I have personally experienced the act of forgiveness that gave me my emotional freedom. No human being can be free, emotionally free, and mentally free without forgiving people who have wronged them, Eva said. She held on to this for 50 years, and it was lifted from her just by forgiving. Now, she even says, forgiving even her worst enemies. People that have done horrible things to her. Now, th- that's the thing about forgiveness too, is that even if people that don't ask for forgiveness, you can still forgive them. That's what Eva chose to do. I want to repeat her words. No human being can be free, emotionally free or mentally free, without forgiving people who have wronged them the doctor said earlier it can reach huge benefits on your on your health now there was a cost for eva to forgive she couldn't hold on to that anymore she couldn't hold on to that bitterness that rage that anger that prison that she said she was in she had to let that go and she did she let it go and she forgave and she was free paul's letter to the ephesians verse chapter 4 verse 31 through 32 it says get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in christ god forgave you eva forgave and she was given freedom same freedom we can have so forgiveness is worth the cost Now, we're in the Easter season, so what do we celebrate on Easter Sunday? No, we celebrate all the candy that the Easter egg brings me. What are you guys talking about? No, we do. We celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus. You know, Jesus died for our sins to give us new life, new hope, to pay a debt that we could never pay, to cancel that debt, even though we didn't deserve it. Paid the ultimate price. He gave his life. Paul's letter Romans say, chapter six twenty three, says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ Jesus who died on the cross to pay for that for us. We didn't deserve it. We deserve death. God forgave us. We didn't ask for it sent his son to die on a cross to pay the price. God canceled the debt. Now, are we going to follow the example of the master, of our master, and forgive? Or are we going to be like the servant in this story, servant that's full of unforgiveness? Do you think we should forgive one another? You know, I know it hurts. It, it, It hurts to let some of that go. There's a cost. It might cost us. Might cost us financially. Might cost us this mental prison that we live in. We might have to give that up. Might be something we don't want to do. Might be something that we get. I just, Jared, you you don't know. You can't ask me to do that. But I think maybe we should do it. We might think this person doesn't deserve forgiveness. Dr. Mangala did not deserve forgiveness but yet he was given forgiveness. Now we have a choice. We can continue to live in our prison, in the mental prison that we live in of unforgiveness, or we can choose to forgive. We can forgive and experience the life in Christ, the one that, where he forgave us. We can be like Eva and experience the exhilarating freedom that she received. We can be like Eva, and as she says, we can forgive even your worst enemies. So why did the chicken cross the road? To forgive his neighbor. Now, as I close, I want us to think, I asked those questions earlier, I said, I want us to think if there's somebody that came to mind. There's somebody in our life that we need to forgive. Forgive. You know, for me it might be my mom. I've said a little bit of story about that, but there's that that's one person I have a hard forgiving is my mom. Might be somebody that's done some horrible things to me. You know, I want us all to live in this freedom of forgiveness. I want us all to not be caught in this emotional prison that keeps us trapped in there. I want us all to experience the full life in Christ the life where Jesus paid the cost, we are free from our debt that we can never repay. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray um, as people are thinking about people in their lives that have hurt them, that have done things that, are, that we would consider just I can't forgive them. I would just pray that you just soften our heart that you s- soften us, that we can, we can let that go, that we don't have to live in that emotional prison anymore, that we can just be set free, that we, can, um, we, we might have to pay the cost, that we can live in the freedom that Christ gives us, that we can be, um, just, just have the freedom, that we can love our worst enemies. Now, there might be some people in the room right now that have, that have never even submitted their lives to you, that have said, you know what, Jesus, I forgive me. Forgive me for what I've done. Forgive me, and, and I know you've come to cancel the debt for me, that you've paid the price for me, and I want to just give my life to you and pursue you and to, to live a life with you. So if there's anybody in this room right now that wants to say, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus, forgive me. Well, they just raise their hand and look at me and um, we'll just acknowledge that. If there's anybody that just wants to say yes, I want to be, I see you over there. Just, I want to be part of your family. I want to be forgiven. Drew, I see you. Just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you for these people, Lord. I just pray um, for forgiveness for all of us, Lord. Just thank you for coming to the cross for us and thank you for dying for us and paying the penalty even though we don't deserve it. Just pray that we can have a forgiving heart, that we can, we can ha- be one that has forgiveness. In your name we pray, amen. you stand and we'll finish with a song here if you would, please.